Welcome back, Absolute Worldy Football Podcast listeners, to another episode of the Absolute Worldy Football Football Cast? (laughs) Footcast. He got so excited being out on the road that he's just adjusting back to being in the headquarters studio. I don't know how I feel about the studio, Kyle. I want to break free. I feel like that Queen song. Relax, Joel. We'll we'll settle back into it. Yeah. But we did have fun on the road, didn't we? Oh, so much fun on the road. So much fun on the road. I had, I had, I, it comes in pints, Carl, and I had one. You did. Yeah. I allowed you one. Thanks. After, yeah. I mean, the one is fine. One is fine. It was earlier in the day. We've learned you can do a podcast on one pint, but not on two glasses of red wine. Uh-uh. That's no, just silly. That's just insane. Uh, so we're back, Carl. We're back. How are you? I'm feeling good, yeah. I uh, can't wait to do a bulletin again. Do a bulletin. Rubs hands. Yeah, Rub, that's the noise you heard there. Yeah, one more time on the mic. Yeah, that probably you probably couldn't hear that if you're listening on the tube. Well, tough. <laughs> yeah, tough. How are you feeling, John? I am excited because we have got yet another fabulous guest. And fabulous is the operative word with our guest this week. Who Carl. is it? I don't know who it is. It's a shock to me. Shock to you. You haven't planned anything around it. You've organised this one. Oh yes I have. We have got the fabulous Ms. Lolo Brow. Wow. Yes. Uh, I'd love to be able to tell you exactly uh, what Lolo does but I think we should ask her herself because I'm pretty sure her job description is epically long. But she is fabulous. She's a wonder and oh was that the uh was that the was that the doorbell? I'll get it. You run and get it, Carl, and I'll sit by the microphone and whisper sweet nothings into the listeners' ears during this little bit of music. We'll be back with the guest after this. Welcome, Lolo Brown. That's how that's how I, that's how I talk on the radio. Yeah, okay, that sounds natural. That's what that sounds like. I'm pushed for being the most natural radio host ever. Joel does all of the intros and most of the outros because he is the tech man. He is the tech man, so he controls the buttons. Let's not, not give away, let's not it. give away the magic. We've given buttons. that away before because sometimes when I do it, I can't help but say, "Oh, I just did it." That's true. And we'll come back to that. After <laughs> this. But I just like how you know how you're talking about how you uh, have a really smug face. You have a resting smug face. I do have a resting you're, smug face. You look like an asshole just now. Yeah. Um, People have said that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Often. And it's fine. And I, I, I still love you regardless. But um, your voice when you're doing the radio also has the natural smugness yeah. to it now. I really like it. It's a naturally smug radio voice. It is. Welcome, Lolo Brown. <laughs> How are you? I'm I'm really good. Thank you very much. Thanks for coming on. Oh, absolute pleasure. This is one of the most interesting requests I've had. What? To talk about football? Fuck yeah. Uh, tell me, Lolo. Yes. What's a worldie? What? <laughs> What's a worldie in your head? Um, it, for me, it's I honestly when you said that I was like, it's a it's a woman of the world. It's a it's a oh, uh, nice. it's a sexually hungry beast. But I don't know if that's just my own brain. <laughs> so a, se- a, a sexually hungry, hungry beast. A beast, preferably. Beast. Beast. A, a, so a female animal or a human. Beast. <laughs> I think a femme animal. A femme animal. You yeah. have to break yeah. that down for me. Um, I think it doesn't necessarily conform to the idea of gender, but I think it's got femininity qualities. The beast. The beast. It's very fluffy. Oh, um, it's a, a hairy beast. A hairy beast. beast. That so might be my favourite reading of what a worldie is that we've had so far. I still need to figure out my vision of this, but yes. Oh, I've got a clear you know, vision. Have you got? Is it the hormone monster? Yeah. yeah. The hormone monster. Yeah. Is that what? like a sex ed video? What? Hang on. Have you not watched Big Mouth? No. Little recommendation? Go uh, for it. Big, uh, Big Mouth is an absolutely wonderful cartoon animated series made by Netflix where um, they follow small, very weird looking children through puberty and then they embody their puberty by having these hilarious hormone monsters that follow them around. Oh, I want to have one. Yeah. You like do. a Pokemon. Just like a... Pokemon. Other collectible monsters are available. Yes, I was going to quickly say that. <laughs> uh, so that's a worldie. That's great. Um, so uh, What is a worldie? Well, I mean, we much prefer to just go with our guests reading of a worldie. Because I feel like I want to know that. Okay, well, okay, uh, what, go for it. where we first came up with the term, we, saw it, we thought it sounded like a very good title for a podcast, but a football, <laughs> a football commentator might use it to describe a really amazing goal. But we have had some very, di- we've had some very different readings of it. We've had uh, political events. We've had attractive people. Yeah, Twi- Twitter oh, and Instagram. Oh, that's a worldie. Yeah. yeah. I don't know why I'm a bit cockney for that, I'm sorry. That, that's a worldie <laughs> as well. That's a worldie. <laughs> 
that's what people think when they walk down the street and see an attractive person. I'm going to start saying. I'm going to start saying it, but you could say it for anything, really. You could say it if you've got anything right in your life. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. We do it often. That cup of tea was an absolute worldie, Joel. Thanks for that. Yeah. One sugar, just the right amount of non-dairy milk. And milk in second, because putting milk in first is sacrilegious. Oh my god, you've both just looked at me like I'm wrong. Hang on, hang on, hang on. We're going to sort this right out now, because traditionally you should put milk in first. No. Just, no, no, just no, 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 China, to not China, break the China. China, you don't want to break the China. It was originally, the right. China was so but thin and delicate. Disgusting. It's revolting. Why is it revolting? What bag in, against? bag in. If you're putting sugar in, sugar in with the bag. Stew it. Water in, stew it, then milk. I agree. Can, can I do milk. agree, but traditionally I'm just saying that you are... Like ever the traditionalist, ever the traditionalist Lolo Brown. <laughs> I am known for my old-fashioned values and my uh, properness. What else are you known for, Lolo? Um, my lack of morality, mostly. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I'll do pretty much anything for a quid. <laughs> <laughs> you sure you want to put that out into the world? Uh, it's, it's, I already did that uh, a few years ago. Just to say that there is no fee for the absolute football <laughs> guest. I'm sorry about that. No, I've just done this just to hang out with you guys because I'm very lonely. <laughs> I mean, the amoral people of this world tend to be lonely. Do they? I don't know. I've just said yeah, that. I just, it's absolutely fine. Isolated is all. Well, tell us. The other reason you're here is to tell us what your earliest football memory is. What? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, my mum had a signed Chelsea ball. Bang. In... Who was signed? Do you remember any of the names on it? Well, one of the guys went... One of them was a father of a friend of mine. What was his name? Oh, he was a very famous football player in the 90s. Chelsea. Was he uh, an English Chelsea player? He was an English Chelsea Dennis player. Dennis Wise. You, you're not going to know if I say it, I don't you? know. Um, Maybe. He was... He was a very tall... Uh, I think... Chris Sutton. Not ringing that any bells. That sounds familiar. Okay, maybe it was Chris Sutton. Does he have a daughter about my age? Probably. Yeah, why not? <laughs> um, but yeah, and he got all the team to sign a football, and then <gasps> they had it in the uh, auction um, that my mum was running. But my mum's a dirty cheat and got herself to win the ball. She swindled it so she won. <laughs> yeah, and it, it sat on our side. You still have it? Yeah, yeah, mum's still got it. Oh my goodness. I should have actually asked who gave it to us before I came here. No, that's better. We can just presume it was Chris Sutton and his daughter... I don't know. She was Deirdre. a year. I think she was a year below me. Okay, um, if the listeners could do some research and let us know, maybe Lolo and her could have a reunion. Yeah, we went to the same convent together. Oh, nice. <laughs> went, I just forget you went to a convent. Well, it was a convent that convert to a, converted to a Catholic school while I was there, and I feel that once I tell people, they just understand so much more about me. Right. The... I just do bad things, but as long as I say sorry, we're absolutely fine. <laughs> Should point out that most of those, most, I quickly add, are on stage, those bad things. Sure. Sure. Sure, sure. yeah, as, the, as, those things. As part of your your, your life as a, uh, as a, I was going to say performance artist, but that ain't right. Well, I had to figure out what I was today, because on Instagram, um, I've converted my account to a business account because I'm taking myself seriously and shit. Yeah, um, we've got one of those for oh, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. We've got, what's your, we've got what's three your... posts. What would you take photos of if you're a podcast, though? We might get one with you in a you bit later. <laughs> <laughs> do you want like, one like this, or do you want one of my ones that's like naked Both. and you get more followers? I mean, that's a good point. Both. <laughs> Yeah. Follow us if you want potential and naked Can I just say, to clarify for the listeners who might be concerned, <laughs> <laughs> we've heard, I'll do anything for a quid, <laughs> naked photograph. I'm amoral. Can we just wonder if we just sort of, yeah, what, what did, did you, you get? Okay, so Instagram is like, are you an artist? Are you a performance artist? They don't have a category for stripper, drag queen, burlesque artist, lizard lady, freak, sideshow, fire performer, whipcracker. That is that is a long job title. There's not enough space in the... No. There's only a certain amount of yeah. characters. It's really, there's only a certain amount. So I went for performance artists. Oh, so you it, did put that. I nailed yeah, it. Yeah. yeah, you were right. Oh, yeah. Even so though I, I thought it was wrong. Because I could have put dancer, but I think dancer implies skill. <laughs> I, I think you're just selling yourself short. I think I've, Joel and I have actually went to go and see one of your shows together, lads. Uh, and there was so much skill involved in that. Yeah. I was blown away. I think I think 
You think there's skill involved, but I mask it with comedy and eyelashes. That's a skill. That's a skill. Masking True is story, a skill. Lads, um, lads reminded both of us of a kind of, there's a kind of weird, like, brilliant football crowd quality to it. Who are you? And one of those really weird. <laughs> Pretty much, that's what it was like. that. Yeah. Well, yeah, because I'm a big fan of, like, a mob mentality when it, it it's, when people get together for aggressive but fun reasons where they're mm. all on side and it's a bit like pantomime in that sense uh what, say a bit what about what lads is and then we'll, uh, we'll explain why we linked it to football it's okay uh so lads is a show that i run alongside lily snatchdragon and scarlett o'hora we've been on we've been doing it for three years we just sold out the bush theater last year and hopefully we'll be coming back but stay tuned for that um we are a uh female identifying collective uh, which celebrates uh, femininity and it's all badassness and essentially we just like to hire really aggressive um, people to come on stage and then our audiences shout aggressively back at them yeah which is the thing I think the thing I think the thing that made Kyle and I think about football fans the shouting aggressively back at them but yeah. in a so much more of a loving positive way I just like to chant as an audience member and I can do that at football whenever I want but yeah. not often when I go to a show can I chant and I got to chant at your show so much and I loved it and you're yeah. right I think like it was aggressive but it was fun and that's like football is sort of losing the fun as, yeah. a, as a crowd that's a shame because like, chanting and singing as a group is something that we don't really do enough as humans like yeah. we have to, we feel like we have to be good at things like that to do it yeah. but even um, uh, I've been introduced to Buddhism, Buddhism recently in terms of that I'm, I don't follow religion but in terms of you just get to chant with a few people for a while it's really nice just doing the same thing as someone else next to you and it feels really lovely ritualistic yeah which is in some ways I always I think I got in trouble recently but a listener messaged me to say stop referring to football as being tribal but I, I can't help uh, it I won't stop doing that it is why, it, why, why, why do they say that it's just it's a troubling use of language it's got really, um, it's got quite negative connotations because it's usually uh, used to describe uh, stereotypically savage like, yeah. ideas of what people from other continents are like. Like non-civilized, oh, like, like tribal okay, as opposed like to animalistic. civilized. Yeah, mm. like primitive versus civilization. I, I, but yeah. I think you, I think you're using it in a knowing sense. I think you see football fans as as sort of aggressive, um, savage. I think I think it's a perfectly apt word to use. Yeah. In the main, I mean, especially as I think we're going to talk about this week, like, football fans ain't got a good rap this year. Yeah, I have a lot of issues with football fans. Oh, well, we've got space to talk about that. So I don't know if you, I know that you've listened to a couple of episodes. I have. But uh, we have this structure of a classic worldie and this week's worldie every week. And this week I'm going to do... Yeah. Classic worldie. Okay. Yay. <laughs> Classic worldie, Lolo. Yeah. <laughs> I heard the, the abortive intros. Classic worldie, Lolo. Classic worldie, Lolo. A, a classic moment from the annals of football history. Annals? Annals? <laughs> I think it's annals. Like, the archives. What's an annal? An archive. You know, like at the end of Indiana Jones where they put all the stuff in that big storage. Did they call it an annal then? Annals of history is the term, right? Yep. Let's carry on. <laughs> um, so I don't know if you uh, saw, of, you've heard of Wolves, the team Wolves, right? Yeah. Player for Wolves, Ryan Bennett was interviewed last week uh, and he has a penchant for playing the guitar. That's a lot of information you just gave me. <laughs> just remember the guitar and <laughs> Ryan Bennett. <laughs> Ryan Bennett. Now I showed guitar. you a clip of Ryan Bennett yeah, playing the guitar got... in the break. What did you say about him? He's got a lovely little face. <laughs> You said he looked about 17, didn't you? He looked about 17. He's got, like, cheekbones that just looks like he's been smiling out of one side of his life. He does have a bit of a lopsided yeah, smile. Yeah, but he's just... I think that's just um, the way he talks. He talks out of one side of his mouth. Um, yeah, yeah, But I, th- I feel like all footballers do. Um, do you reckon that they talk out... I, I'm sorry, but most English footballers I've ever watched always seem to talk out one side of their mouth. And I'm wondering if that's their strongest foot side as well. <gasps> oh, my God, imagine. Someone do some research <laughs> on that. <laughs> They're so, or maybe it's the opposite side because they're, they're, they've got they're yeah. focused on that side so much that the other side just completely gives up. What job <laughs> did you say Ryan Bennett looked like he did? Oh God, I can't remember. Oh no, he look. I know what he, he looks like. Um, someone who works at Halfords, but not like the real life Halfords people, but the people they have in adverts. <laughs> 
like a Halford's model man. Yeah. Yeah. Because he like it looked like he really would help me with my um tires. Install installing a car radio. Yeah, for I reckon free. I reckon he'd be really really helpful. Um, <laughs> I feel like there's a genuine category of commercial actor, which is person who doesn't work in B and Q, but looks like they could work in B and Q in an advert. For B&Q. I've got yeah. friends who have done those jobs. They're I'm, great. I'm like, oh, you're every man. Yeah. You look like. Average. Yeah, but average. <laughs> you want it like average. That is where the advert money is. Is it? Yeah, like if you want, if you're gorgeous and beautiful, be a movie star. But in, if you're like average looking, be an advert ad, uh, actor, and you still make lots of money. That sounds great. Anyway, on that bombshell, back to Ryan Bennett. He he doesn't look like a Ryan either. Good thing it looks like. I feel like he looks like an Ian. An Ian Bennett. <laughs> or. Oh, no, he's a bit more like a Steve. Steve Bennett. But I feel like Steve's not his real name. Like, Steve would be his middle name. His actual first name is Timothy. Tim Bennett. And then tell everyone his name's Steve. Timothy Stephen Bennett. Anyway, Ryan Bennett. Uh, what does like, he do? He likes to play... <laughs> I mean, like, in the football. He is a, he's a defender, central defender. Cool. Plays for Wolves. Um, and he's, he's he's kind of on the up and up. He might be... could feasibly play for England in the next... In the Europeans next year, or even this summer... He's on a he's on very good form for a very on the up team, but he in his spare time likes to play the guitar. He does. And he was interviewed last week with Dion Dublin, and he, Dion Dublin asked him the eternal question: Would you rather win the World Cup with England or play a solo sold out gig at Wembley Stadium? And he chose the gig and said, "I'd love to be Ed Sheeran." Joel, I'm going to ask you this question: What would you rather do, play in the World Cup final or have a sell out gig solo at Wembley Stadium? I am nearly 33 years old. And I would still say play in the World Cup final. Lolo, what would you say? Um, I want to play in the World Cup final just because I think it'd be hilarious. <laughs> I yeah. Like, I think it would just be brilliant. Um, I would like to fully give it a go. I would take the game as well, just because the camaraderie. You share it with ten other people for the rest of your life. Camaraderie. <laughs> if I said the word wrong, camaraderie. Oh, I said this. I said a word wrong last week. You say it so fun though. Camaraderie. Camaraderie. I'm not anyway. cutting that out, by the way. No, no. <laughs> We're not losing that in the edit. That's staying very much in, listeners. In homage uh. to you and your performing brilliance and, uh, and listening and thinking about Ryan Bennett and his wish to be a pop superstar, I've been looking at footballers turned performers and we're <gasps> going to watch some videos and I would love to hear your thoughts on some absolute classic football turned performances. Oh my God! <sighs> Great. So we just watched two videos, our first uh, Footballers Turn Performers and listeners. What you can do is follow the links on our description for the episode on wherever you find your podcast and watch these videos yourself. The first one that we watched, the first, it was a duo, spoiler alert, (laughs) Glenn Hoddle and Chris Waddle with their hits, Diamond Lights and the lesser known, It's Goodbye. (laughs) Lolo, what did you think? I, first of all, um, I don't understand why they have given, they use their full names. This is something that really upsets me, considering it's Hoddle and Waddle. <laughs> this is the most beautiful, like, name I've ever heard. And, oh my God, I, I really enjoyed both the videos. I thought they were artistically void. Um, <laughs> but uh, I really like the use of the contemporary dance artists in the first one. Uh, Would you describe for the listeners the the sort of era and style of the music? Uh, It is is 80s regret. Yeah, that is bang on exactly what the style is. It is is the musical equivalent of the mullet. Yeah, Um, I mean, they even had mullets in the video. They did. Glenn Um, had a classic one. Glenn really did. And he... Do you know what? I like Glenn. Uh, He really gave everything. And what about Chris? Chris needs to... Learn to move his body <laughs> at some consistent pace, which is amazing. Because as a footballer, Chris Waddle, balletic, like a wonderful player, genius with his feet, great genius with his feet. Oh, oh yeah, oh, yeah. Fantastic famously, player. famously missed a penalty against the Germans, but nevertheless, um, genius with his feet. And yeah. and and Glenn similarly. A genius Let's... in footballing terms. So let me just tell you how they got together. Obviously, they play football. They were, this wasn't when they retired. This is during their career, 1987. <laughs> so we were just born. Uh, right. And uh, that's the year my sister was born. Great year. Your sister, Glenn and Chris, in the car. <laughs> um, they, uh, they, Chris Hoddle and Glenn Hoddle were doing a an advert together for Budget Rent a Car uh, whilst they were still both at Tottenham. 
Uh, and this led to them at some sort of corporate event doing an impromptu karaoke together. Uh, and they enjoyed it so much that they were introduced to someone who set them up with a writer called Bob Pusey. Uh, he wrote the song, I'm in the mood for dancing. Oh, wow. Um, Romancing. So... <laughs> So he he basically put them together, put them in touch with some studio bigwigs, and then Diamond Lights was born. Wow. And thank God. Now we're flashing forward three years to 1990 for our next footballer turned performer. It is Paul Gascoigne. What a banger, Paul Gascoigne. Repetitive pop. 1990. Lolo, you look like you've been through a ringer backwards. (laughs) I just don't understand what happened. I spent most of the time trying to translate what was being said. Geordie is not normally a song associate a song an accent associated with uh, singing. I love the Geordie accent, and like, I, I that's not the problem. I think it was just <laughs> it was it was just so mon- monotonous. Were you troubled by his ownership of the fog? Fog on the time is all mine. All mine. Fog on the time. Is all mine. Is all mine. Is it, it, so is he saying that he caused the fog or that he owns the fog? I feel like he's like, don't worry guys, no one likes fog, but you're all like me. So if you associate fog with me, we'll all be happier. <laughs> oh, so he's trying to give fog a nicer reputation? I think so. She, that's nice. Yeah, and he's a genuinely beloved figure. Is he? Yeah. What was he saying in between? I heard that black and rapping. white and I heard sausage roll. Well, black and white, that's Newcastle's colours. Yeah. Oh, is it? I thought yeah. that was the referee. Oh, also, oh, also well, that's ref, boxing, ref. But but yes, no. Uh, fog, fog and, uh, black and white, famously the colours of Newcastle United. They're okay, called cool. the Magpies. Uh, uh, creative. Um, he did but... say something about sausage rolls. He also said something about. Well, I think because it rhymes with goals, and they all the footballers. You'll see this in other videos. They all want to talk about. They want to bring their <laughs> career into it. He reminds me of. There is a character in the world that's called Steve. My wasp is called Steve. All wasps are Steve. Don't worry, we'll discuss Steve it. Bennett, apparently. Steve. But Steve is a guy who's the last guy standing at a party. Yeah. And he's harmless, but slightly annoying. Next video, and I guarantee you, both of you, neither of you are even going to have heard of this one. There we go. It's 1999. Manchester United have just won the treble. Their strikers, Dwight York and Andy Cole. Andy Cole, how can I top this amazing achievement? I know. I'm going to call up DJ Pied Piper. DJ Pied Piper? Of Do You Really Like It fame. I genuinely is thought... Is it? I, is it? Is it? Is it wicked? <laughs> what did you think of his effort with Andy Cole? Outstanding is the name of the song. How would you describe it? I would describe it as, as a real testament to that backing singer's talent. Yeah. There is an incredible backing vocalist and she is focused in it and it's so good. We should probably have done the research and found out who she was and just spoken about her. She's incredible. Minutes. She really nails it. Um, and Not even mentioned on the name of the album, as it, you know, as it often is. But she's like properly featured. She's like in it, face she and everything. She sings the chorus. Um, I'm a big fan of the music video just because uh, I've never seen a man look so uncomfortable. He was like the epitome of a wingman. Like the whole video, mm, he was he wingmanning was, his own song. Yeah, he was. He was definitely in the background. <laughs> DJ Pied Piper did really step up to be. Oh, someone's got to grab this video and take it forward. I'll, all right. Yeah. And now introducing Andy Cole. <laughs> yeah, and I really like how he included his name in the rap. I thought that was really sweet. Yeah. Um, but it's it was and and it kind of had that feel of like most rap videos of like champagne and tits and foosball. Yep. All rap videos. Always a pleasant addition to a rap video, a foosball table. Oh god, I would watch more rap videos if they were competitive foosball players in it. I played foosball the weekend and I lost on the final goal and the guy I was playing against ran around the pub celebrating and it was a humiliation. What did you have to do? What did you lose? My dignity. Just your dignity. Didn't have to to take your top off like it looked like a woman in the video had to do. This is how you sell things. That is true. Well, it didn't work, Lolo, because the the song didn't even make the top 40. It peaked at 68. Oh, Andy. (laughs) This was the end of Andy's uh, rap and music production career. Andy Cole. Andy, Andrew Cole. Andrew Cole, yes, good point. That. He does prefer Andrew. Apologies to Andy. That's the... That's the uh, Andy Cole chatbot. Andrew Cole chatbot. Yeah, well, maybe he wanted to start being known as Andrew Cole. So when people Googled and- Andy Cole and it came up with this video, they thought it was someone else and not him. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> so he we, did a sterling effort. I you thought... said he was a wingman, which is a great football analogy since he was a number nine. Yeah. <laughs> 
He's <laughs> a striker. Centre forward didn't play on the Sorry. wings. It's great. It's good. We liked it. So, uh, so we've seen three. We're going to see two more. In terms of how they've they've sort of made that jump from footballer, athlete to performer, on average, how are they doing? Um, forced. What on earth did we just witness, Kyle? Jesse Rodriguez, or JM as his uh, alter ego for his uh, Spanish reggaeton career. Uh, that was the song called Yo Sabia, featuring a host of his friends. <laughs> what do we think? Um, so that was a, like, I just spent two minutes looking at every man's profile picture who's ever sent me a picture of his dick. Yeah. That's what that music video is. And I love all the women in it because I think there's a couple of people who are obviously his friends and none of them are the women. And I think they're all commercial dancers and strippers who have dealt with clients like that before. And you can just see it on their faces. (laughs) Just like. Here we go again. But they're paying me, so I have to stay. They probably got paid quite a lot. He's a very rich man. Is he? Well, he's a footballer. He's had big contracts at PSG, Real Madrid. Um, His career hasn't gone as well as everyone thought it would. Ironically, since JM was created, the musical creation, his football career has gone down the skids, Joel. Really? Including a year on loan at Stoke. Hasse Rodriguez was on loan at Stoke? Last year. Wow. What happened to them? They got relegated. Why Why is he doing so badly? I think he's putting his focus in the wrong place, maybe, <laughs> in this uh, Spanish reggaeton is. career. I don't understand. I, I, he looks like syphilis. Wow. Walking when, syphilis. I just, I just see him and I just, I'm like, I can't, no. <laughs> so, Jesse Rodriguez with JM, Yo Sabia. What do you think? I really hope he's lovely. What about the song? Uh, it's it's um it's uh, it's the equivalent of a spot on my ass. Let's move on. No temere there by Jackson Martinez. You know what no temere means? Is it Spanish? Is it Portuguese? Spanish? Well, it's Spanish. That it was, was Spanish, out. but I actually don't know what no temere means. Well, what do we think of what his music career means? You thinking that he's going in a good positive step? I mean, it was better than the last one. Like, out of all of them, it's the highest production value and, like, the most decent song. But the music video itself is just lyrics written on top of boats and houses. Yeah, maybe I just found the read-along video. I'm a, I'm a big fan of the karaoke version. I'm sort of glad that he wasn't in it, though. It was sort of a nice step, maybe, to just be a sort of producer of music rather than a I mean, it shows star. that if that was the full video, which, as, as we've said, listeners, you can find the links to all of these videos in the bio of the podcast. If that was the full video, then it shows a refreshing lack of ego for a footballer to leave himself out of his own music. Maybe video. he's the Calvin Harris of the footballer-turned-music-star world. <laughs> Jackson Martinez, famously the Calvin Harris. <laughs> Do you want to know a bit about Jackson Martinez? I, feel I would love to know about So him. he actually is a very, very wealthy man also. He has have made two... Uh, transfers over thirty million pounds in the last two years. Do you, so does he get the thirty million pounds? He will get a that signing goes between bonus. the clubs, but he gets a signing bonus and a salary, which will be up, up, up. Obscene. He went from Portugal to yeah. Spain to Atletico Madrid for thirty-five million euros, and then only six months later, he moved to China for forty-two million euros. And his, his contract in China would have been massive. Yeah, his the, own the, salary. the non-Chinese players playing in China tend to be on a huge amount of money, and clearly also have a lot of time on their hands for to make such bangers as No Tamere. But there is another uh, a sort of mirror of Hesse here. His career too, Jackson, has sort of gone. Yes, he's making more money, but he's now been loaned. By the Chinese club back to Portugal. Um, what is loaned? So uh, a transfer is when you go permanently to another club. Yeah. If you're loaned to another club, you're still owned by the parent car- club, but the you have an agreement with the new club that you're now playing for that they will be paying a proportion of your wages. Sometimes all, but not so much these days. Oh, okay. So you get like a custody. Essentially, yeah. yeah. That's a good. Okay, cool. It's like joint custody over one player because and one... then and then at a certain point you'll end up going back to the people that own you. So that means that um, the people who originally owned you aren't necessarily happy with you and don't want to pay you a full price. They want to pay a full wage, certainly. Yeah. So that it's, is a really bad sign if you get loaned. So it's if you're if you're later on in your career, not a good sign. If you're a kid, it's often a way so you'll get loaned from a big team to a team much further down the football pyramid. 
uh, and it's a good way of getting game time and uh, experiencing first team football that you wouldn't normally get at your parent club. Oh, okay, cool. It's the same way like wrestlers go in alternative different schools and things. Say like that. that again. Say more about like, wrestling. Uh, there's no. Because yeah, like... I noticed you left that off your job description earlier. I I'm not a wrestler yet. But you are training to be a I'm wrestler. I'm training to be a wrestler. Uh, one day I'll be a luchador, um, which will be wonderful and brilliant. But um, I, so, like, you will go and do lower slots in other people's, like, schools and shows and stuff. Because Rather than your main company yeah. that you work for. That, yeah. ma- that makes sense. To get yes. the experience. Yeah, the experience and the time in. That's right. what the loan system is for. Although some clubs uh, abuse it. And abuse it? Yeah, well, they just buy up all the very... All the wealthy clubs. They buy up all the young talent. And then they just hoard them and loan them out season after season after season, never playing them in their first team. Like a football brothel. Yes, these analogies are excellent. Custody. Who are the brothels, best football brothels? I wrestling. Think Chelsea have a good football brothel. Chelsea have a good football Manchester brothel. Manchester City. So they just have, they have their like prize girls and they just bring them out for special Pretty occasions. much, and they're all very young. <laughs> wow. Anyway, back to less immoral uh, chat. Jackson Martinez, he he said this uh, move into music, uh, his his whole sort of uh, artistry is inspired by his religious beliefs. He's religious. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Um, what religion does he follow? We'll find out for next week. Now, so that's the end of my videos. Oh. Now, if we were to think about the footballers turned pop or music superstars, how do you think they're done? I feel like they shouldn't. I feel... <laughs> But this is, it's really horrible because as an artist, you have to support other artists doing things that make them happy and letting their creative juices ooze. Um, but I feel that everyone I've seen so far should probably stick to football. But I'm glad they tried. I tend to agree. Joel? So, yes, I would agree that the fundamental takeaway from this is ooze less. I say maybe except for Glenn Hoddle, I think there's a, there was a real promise there. Glenn, <laughs> uh, Glenn there was. Chris was really dragging him behind. If if Glenn just went solo, who knows? And left his waddle behind. Uh, my pick from all of those is very much Fog in the Tide is all mine, all mine. Fog in the Tide is all mine. Gaza, Gaza for the win every time. So finishing off, back to old Ryan Steve Bennett. <laughs> Ryan, it's fine to follow your passions, but stick to what you're good at, probs. Yeah, best of luck. Okay, football is good. Football is fun. Football is there for everyone. I can't really be bothered to follow it properly, but I'll tell you one thing. I prefer it to broccoli. Kickball with football, yeah. So, Kyle, that was a fascinating, classic, worldy experience. One that probably would have worked better on YouTube, let's be honest. But uh, I still think, hopefully, our listeners paused every single moment, every single time we switched to watch a different video and watched it for themselves. I mean, either they did that or they watched all of them together and then listened. That'd anyway, be... they were happy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it'd be nice if they did it with us, like a cook-along. Yeah, like a cook-along podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I sure there are I those. Did, yeah. Like, yeah. I, I came on here thinking this was uh, worldly food, not worldly football. So. Uh, well, good. Good. Absolute worldly cookies. Um, probably. Anywho, I am... It's worldy, not worldly. Absolute worldy football podcast. Is that why you couldn't find us on Instagram? (laughs) I am literally relying on my looks for another 10 years, so spelling (laughs) is not for me. So it uh, it falls to me to address this week's worldy. Uh, And you both may be fully aware... Um, or not, as the case may also well be, um, uh, of the furore caused by comments from England and Tottenham left-back, Danny Rose. I said furore just this weekend, and I was told, are you sure it's not furore? And I was like, I'm sure it's furore. It's furore. It's uh, camaraderie. (laughs) Well, you're saying one wrong as well. Yep, furore then. I think it's furore. Furore, furore. No, it's definitely furore, because it's a common stripper surname. Ah, furore. Yeah. Fine, you can have your stripper surnames. I'm still going to say Ferrari. (laughs) (laughs) Well, when you say Ferrari, it sounds like you're trying to say Ferrero. It's Italian. Isn't it? You can speak Italian, can't you? Si, si. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, Danny Rose. Uh, uh, He is a left-back. He plays for Tottenham England. Uh, Along with two other players, he was recently racially abused by a crowd in Montenegro. Yes, your face sells... Why did they do that? 
Well, I don't want to diss Montenegro as a country on the basis of a few thousand fans, but they were not very nice, to say the very least. Um, <gasps> I have heard about this. Yes. They made noises. They did the classic football racism, which was monkey chanting at black players. Horrible stuff, I'm sure we all agree. But what I want to talk about is comments that Danny Rose made after that where he said the following thing. He said, how I program myself is that I think I've got five or six more years left in football and I just can't wait to see the back of it. Seeing how things are done in the game in the minute, you just have to get on with it. There's so much politics in football, I can't wait to see the back of it. Um, uh, later on he said, um, uh, uh, you see my manager at Tottenham, Mauricio Pochettino, get banned for two games for just being confrontational against the referee Mike Dean at Burnley but a country can only get fined a little bit of money for being racist. It's a bit of a farce. So that's where we're now at in football. And his general demeanour is he's done with the whole thing. And I don't know what you two think, but he's faced, weirdly, quite a lot of criticism um, from the kind of Twitter trolls at large saying, how dare this well-paid guy uh, have this complaint? And how dare he just want to be quitting football? And it is a really toxic situation that, that we're sort of faced with. Yeah, you pull that face. What the fuck? Yep, pretty much. Just because you have money doesn't mean that you're happy. And, and moneyness, uh, moneyness? Moneyness does not <laughs> equate to, um, like, happiness in any way, shape or form. Like, yeah, he's in a well-paid position. Doesn't mean he has to take your fucking shit. But also, so everyone complains about the work. I can't wait to quit. I can't wait to not have to work anymore. I can't wait to retire. Or, like... Mm. You know, I'm sick of my job. It's it's a standard thing that people are allowed to say about their life. Apparently, footballers aren't allowed to say it because the PR machine is so well oiled that it's you know, and it's because they're so well rewarded financially, I guess. Yeah. And if you were in any other walk of life, where you were consistently facing racial abuse at work, there, no one would be like, well, you're you're earning a lot of money, so get your head down and keep going. Well, it's just it's. To link it round to what I do, it's it's this weird thing where people are like, well, you you're like people will grab me and slap me and and touch my naked body without paying the quid. And um, no, but like in terms of they, people will feel entitled to my body and do things to me while I'm working and when I'm naked in venues. And it's but as well, you're paid to be here. Well, this is thing. This is idea that just because sometimes I'm well paid to do these things, um, that there is, that I have to grin and bear it or that you have to deal with it. Um, and it's it's a performative thing and it really frustrates me. If you take the money situation out of it, you just, uh, you're talking about somebody who is doing a job, which presumably he grow, grew up wanting to do. He wanted to be a footballer. He was excited to play football. And his, uh, his perspective on it has been dulled by the abuse that he suffers regularly. Mm. And that's, People criticising him for that is feels like the worst kind of uh, hypocrisy. You know, you go to watch footballers who are all very well paid and they're all, you know, they get they make insane amounts of money to do what they do. But you don't go to watch people at work. You go to watch them at play. And the fact that he uh, faces criticism for complaining about it, it seems incredibly dark to me. And also, I feel like uh, this is the frustrating thing about people releasing comments or anything. It's taken as like full gospel I can imagine there's days where he fucking loves his job there's days where I'm sure they have a lovely time doing what they do and I'm sure they have friends that they work with I'm sure they don't hate it a million and one percent um so this but we're all allowed like you said earlier to complain about our jobs you're like you could just we could by the sounds of it call them on a really bad day by the sounds of it very fairly mm. um and it shouldn't exist and I feel like that behaviour why is that why hang on so can you explain to me as someone who does not watch football or goes to matches, how that behaviour is not policed. The problem is that, so I can't necessarily speak to the international situation, but here, for example, if a player is racially abused here, football clubs, as pub, uh, as not being public bodies, are not governed by the Human Rights Act. So if there are f fans racially abusing players, it is not necessarily a criminal act because football clubs aren't public bodies, they're private bodies. Which seems like a very easy get out of jail free card for the for the football clubs themselves. 
I mean, it's I, infuriating. I, I, yeah, they're not all, taking responsibility for their fans. No, and so the police are a public body. So if the police at the ground over here or are informed of racist abuse, they can then prosecute the abuser under the Human Rights Act. But the football clubs can basically they will get uh, they will get in trouble with the football governing body, but they won't get in trouble lega- with le- legalities unless the police get involved which seems a really easy uh, way for them to sort of wriggle out of having to actually do anything about it. Yeah, massively. Because clearly, in general, the, the fans are racist, the clubs aren't. I mean, not that no one's going to sit here and say any, any club is actively, productively racist. They can't mm. control their, their supporters. They can stop them from entering if they can identify who the, the criminals are. So this is why lots of people are calling, right? rather than finding the clubs... You need to hit the fans. The fans will care if their team is relegated. The fans will care if their teams aren't allowed to play in competitions and therefore they should change their behaviour. But neither way seems to be working. Yeah, I was going to say, I think that's a, I think that is an interesting method where like your team suffers by losing money because your behaviour. Mm. But I feel with the culture which understands that footballers have so much money to the point where we're talking about how we're splashing it around... Uh, they're splashing it around. We fucking broke. Um, but uh, my moneyness is not. So my good. moneyness is terrible. It's because you um, only charge a quid. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's uh, it's 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 so to the fans. They obviously don't. They obviously can't comprehend money and what it equates to, and that's not how you're going to punish them. They should punish them by taking them out of leagues. If you've had like, they should be actual game affecting things to be really literal like you aren't allowed to touch the ball for 10 minutes mm. and things like that whereas like if they see a literal thing that's not money then maybe they'll value it so the only way that it could happen that that football clubs would be attacked that wasn't just a fine from the football governing body or a punishment from the football governing body is under the equality act 2010 where under that they have a duty uh, as a not as a private body that uh, has public individuals coming to uh, watch the game, they have a duty to make sure that everybody there uh, is uh, protected. So, if you have a protected characteristic like race, uh, it should be that anybody uh, who is not of a white background could come to a football stadium and realistically expect not to hear abuse or not to be abused themselves so there's a possibility that people could take football clubs to court under the equalities act sorry the 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 equality act 2010 but at the same time that's individuals it's still not in line with any kind of legal process where football clubs could be genuinely punished by the full letter of the law for racist abuse from the fans yeah it's a it's a really tricky situation and like to go back to danny rose wanting to get out of football the most striking thing for me there was that he doesn't enjoy playing football anymore. He doesn't enjoy it because he's had to deal with something that he doesn't necessarily have to deal with. Yeah, because there's one bit that he probably does enjoy, which is when he's out there playing the game. But then it's like, and then everything else around it just bitters the taste of what he has obviously wanted to do. And it's a real shame. It is a real shame, but... I, is he very good? He's an England international and he's... Uh, he's yes I mean he's considered to be one of the best in his position in the world the sad thing for me is that people uh, the fear for me is that people will rather than think isn't it a sad state of the, isn't football in such a sorry state where a player is, feels so affected by racism on a regular enough basis that it makes him want to stop playing the game he loves rather than but what they'll actually think is Danny Rose is just a bit of a moaner. Yeah, he's moaning. He's whinging. And he's whinging. He thinks he's special. We'd all Other love players, to play football. Obviously, we, races, all, we, yeah. all, we want the opportunity to play football and he's just moaning from a position of paying, being paid 120 grand a week uh, and it's not fair. And, and also, obviously, we all know racism is bad and, but, you know, and you can't control people. Some people are going to be racist and he, think, you know, and he thinks that we can't be... What can, what can we do about that? Yeah. But it's clearly something has to happen there because it's happened... It, it's, it's seemingly more odds with what we expect from society. The, the further we go on, maybe not, you'd hope, bloody hope so, in mm. 2019, so when it, when it crops up in, in football, in this elite sort of sport, elite entertainment industry, it's so such a clangor against everything that it tries to perpetuate. Something has to give. 
Well, let's see what happens. I mean, uh, it's a, it's a yet another. It's a becoming a feature of uh, of absolute worldy at the moment, Kyle. That this week's worldy tends to talk about just how bad things have got with the national game. It's slightly starting to become a a, a regular occurrence. We've Is gone it? from pitch. Well, in season three, we've gone from pitch invasions at the start and. Uh, Covered a lot of other negative things, and here we are back again talking about fans behaving badly. Um, I'm really disappointed in you footballers fans that are behaving this way, and I will find you. Great. That seems like a better way of dealing with it, frankly, than anything to do with the Equality Act or the Human Rights Act. We will just set Lolo Brow on you, and she has nails for days. She does. And they will hurt. I would really like it if football clubs hired me just to stand in the middle of the field before... Field? Pitch. 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 Garden. Um, And just have an announcement saying that I will find you individually. Great. And we'll have a collective naughty step. Any clubs that are interested in this offer, the uh, fee is one pound. <laughs> Kickball with football, yeah. Hello, it has been a rare pleasure and a gift to talk to you about football or to make you talk about football. I feel like we've really forced your hand. To allow yeah. you to talk about football. To allow me, like to find the gateway to this wonderful sport that I, I will now go away and never touch again. No, I really. mean, you know, you know some players' names, you know, Ryan Steve Bennett. Who? Oh, he was a guitar face. Yeah, guitar face. You know Danny Rose? He of uh, the... the Racism Troubles? Yeah, you know... That's all you need to know. You know some 1980s classics? Hoddle and Waddles! Hoddle and Waddles! Hello, <laughs> 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 we, we've tried to sort of pin you down to, you know, what you do. We've got some, some sort of information out. But why don't you tell us some, like, uh, sort of gigs coming up that people, audiences might want to come watch you in? Um, yeah, I feel like we try, I tried to explain what I did earlier, but I failed and then we got carried away doing something. Um, but I um, have a solo show coming up on the 9th of May. It'll be at the Brighton Fringe in the Bosco tent. It'll also be there the following week. You can find it on my Instagram bio, which is at Lolo Brow, which is L-O-L-O-B-R-O-W. It's a pun if you don't get it. That's fine. I don't get it. Do you not? <laughs> no, you can explain to me afterwards. <laughs> um, do you want to? Do you want to just say it back to yourself? Low, low brow. Low. Anywho. Anyway. So then, uh, the ninth um, of the ninth of May. Ninth of May. Week. So it's, a, it's that's my solo show. That is attention seeker. Uh, and in the show, there'll be uh, fire, uh, whips. I'll be drilling into my face. Um, there'll be comedy, and there'll be tits. Worst time, Merry Christmas to all. And also another show that's coming out. In May. Is, in May. <laughs> uh, another show that's coming out is that Lads Will Be Back. Lads Will Be Back for one show lads, only. Lads, lads, at the bush lads, again. Lads, Not at the lads, bush. This lads, is just a birthday lads. show because all our birthdays are in the same month. So we are celebrating our birthday on the 19th of June at the RVT, the Royal Vauxhall Tavern. And it's just going to be a massive piss up. Uh, we cannot recommend seeing either Attention Seeker or Lads enough. Uh, we'll be there for the Lads show for sure. Uh, and maybe we'll pop down to Brighton and see you as well. Please do. Thank you so much for coming to see us. You are most welcome. This has been odd. Let, let's, uh, <laughs> let's all go watch some uh, some more Hoddle and Waddles. <laughs> see you later, Lolo. Bye. It's this week's Absolute Worldy Football Bulletin. What you need to know this week to fill those football-shaped holes in your repertoire. In a big international week in the women's game, England, managed by X3 Lions man Phil Neville, had two friendly games in the build-up to this summer's World Cup. They lost the first to a little-fancied Canadian team and won the second to a much-fancied Spain. Go figure! But the big surprise was Scotland women beating Brazil 1-0. Their coach, Shelley Kerr, has tried to dampen expectations for what will be their first ever World Cup finals following this shock result. No chance, Shelley! Scotland are going all the way! Watford, whose 80s run to the FA Cup final was covered in a classic worldie early in the season, have made it to the final again this year! Will Elton John be there, crying again? Well, no. He has a gig in Copenhagen. But it's not that far away, right? If it goes into extra time versus Man City in the final, he might have to hire a few last-minute support acts. An Ipswich Town fan promised he would get a tattoo in homage to their player Alan Judge if he would only sign a new contract for next season. Alan Judge promptly did, despite Ipswich being relegated. So fan Scott Ray followed through on his promise by having Judgy tattooed. 
on his bum. Speaking of tattoos, an Argentine football fan had a QR code tattooed on him, posted a pic on social media, and people could actually use this code to open a YouTube video of his team winning in the cup final. Fans of the losing team notified YouTube of the video, which breached copyright laws, and they swiftly removed the video. So now this man has a tattoo of a QR code that links to nothing forever. Fans of Game of Thrones will be delighted and confused to hear of the real savour of Westeros in the upcoming season. According to none other than Jamie Lannister, actor Nikolai Costa Waldo was on a US chat show hosted by Jimmy Kimmel last week and told the bemused audience and millions of viewers that Bielsa was the saviour of the North. Of course! He was talking about the Leeds United manager, Marcello Bielsa. Turns out the actor is a big Leeds fan. And a bit strange. And finally, Chelsea midfielder Danny Drinkwater was arrested for drink driving last week, which makes you think maybe if he'd not glugged booze but drunk water, he wouldn't have gotten such silly bother. No? And that was this week's Absolute Worldy Football Bulletin. What you need to know this week to fill those football-shaped holes in your repertoire. You know what, Joel? I feel like I've learnt so much this week. I feel like I've learnt a lot from Lolo. About how the loan system is a lot like a football brothel. Yep. Femme beasts. Yes. The hormone monster. Yes. I'm blown. My mind is blown. Yep, mine too. Mine too. I possibly will never watch or think about football in the same way again, thanks to Lolo Brow. Uh, and reminder <clears throat> that you can see her uh, performing with her other lads on the 19th of June, or you can nip down to Brighton in the Brighton Fringe and see her solo show, uh, uh, Attention Seeker. I still need to see Attention Seeker. Uh, I, I also haven't seen it, um, although I've heard it's phenomenal. Well, and... Maybe we could combine it with a, a game on the Sussex coast. Oh my gosh, what, Lewis FC perhaps? <gasps> the Dripping Pan is their stadium. Yes, also we could go see Lewis FC women who pay their women's team the same as their men's team out of uh, uh, by law, as in they've written it into their, their contracts. Our men. Our women. That. <laughs> uh, Lolo, what an amazing person, but I tell you what, she could definitely raise her fee. From, from a quid? Yeah, I think she has. You think she's more than a quid? I think today was the day she realised. <laughs> yeah, probably today when she came and spoke to us was the time when she realised she was undervaluing herself. Yeah. <laughs> Feels back to, good to be doing a classic worldie and a this week's worldie again, no what? matter how spurious. After the watch-alongs and roadshows? Yeah. Yeah, it's true. It's been, it's been nice to be back, uh, back with some structure in the studio. Should we do that again? With our next episode. I think we should. I think structure is w- works for us. Uh, having said that, I think we'll do another watch along pretty soon oh, as well. I, don't get me wrong, I love it. We'll return to that. But let's do another classic this week's next week. Classic this week's next week. Listeners, will be there. Will you be there? Getting ahead of it. We'll get ahead of everything. Bye. Bye! That was the Absolute Worldy Football Podcast by Kyle Ross and Joel Samuels with theme music by Adam Janot Wazowski and Amar Chada Patel. Absolute Worldy is dedicated to the memory of Liam Seeger, who designed our beautiful logo. Please do remember to like, share, subscribe, give us a rating, and follow us at Worldy Podcast. Goodbye. So, here. Okay, this week's... Well, again, I'm not doing that. I'm being classic. Okay, three. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Kickball with fur, fur.